0: Thank you very much, my dear listener, for choosing our station. This is the New Life program coming to you from Adventist Soul Radio, The Voice of Hope. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mahangi. Today we'll be having a Bible story from the Bible in Living Sound. The story is about the future revealed to Daniel. Thereafter, we'll be having Sister Becky Runga talk about light of the gospel during the Bible segment. To start off, here's a song, Tetea Imani, by Silver Cord Singers.
1: Bye. I'm to go Go and get my ball with the gobble, it does so bad. Madame, you made a bead, a bead, a good, a bead, a
0: It is now time to welcome the Babylon Living Sound to share with us.
2: Oh, I'm so excited! We're almost ready to go to Jerusalem. Father says we'll be leaving in a day or two now. Uncle Daniel, how did you know that the king would let the Israelites go back to Jerusalem? I mean, how did you know several years ago? My father says you've been saying for years that just about this year we could go back. How do you know? How did you... Wait,
3: wait, wait. I heard you. Oh, how did I know? I knew because Jeremiah the prophet told us so. He said that we would be held captive for 70 years and then would we be allowed to go home.
2: How did Jeremiah know?
3: Because God told him. He was a prophet of God.
2: Are you all ready to go? Will you travel with us? Please do. Father said you could. Will you? Please?
3: No, I'm afraid not, child.
2: Oh, Uncle Daniel, why not?
3: Child, all my heart cries out to return to Jerusalem. Or you see, it was my home before Judah was conquered by Babylon. I was carried here as a prisoner of war. Though I've been treated kindly, first by the Babylonians, then by the Persians, I've not Being been a free man. Oh, yes, yes, my heart aches to return.
2: Then why don't you come? Please come with us, Uncle Daniel. I'll help you get ready.
3: Son, do you remember last week when you raced me to the stable?
2: Yes, I got there and ran back and you weren't even to the big fence. That's because you're old.
3: Yes, too old for the long journey too old for the work of rebuilding the house, city walls, the temple. I couldn't be of any help in Jerusalem.
2: But you've already helped by getting other people anxious to go, even if they were born here in Babylon and never saw Jerusalem. The prophet Jeremiah helped too, didn't he? Because God told him when we could go. Yes, he did. Imagine, knowing what was going to happen before it happened. Uncle Daniel, you're a prophet. Did God ever tell you about anything that was going to happen?
3: Well, of course. Don't you remember when Nebuchadnezzar had his dream? Oh,
2: I remember about his dream and about the hand that wrote on the wall. But those things happened to somebody else first. Has God ever told you something first?
3: Yes, yes, he has.
2: Oh, how exciting. What did he tell you, and why haven't you told the people? Are you going to tell them? Are you? Now,
3: wait, wait a minute. One question at a time. First, God has given me visions or dreams that I didn't understand. I didn't want to tell the people until I understood what the visions meant. So I've spent a great deal of time in prayer and study trying to understand.
2: And you figured them all out?
3: No, no, I haven't. But one day, God sent an angel to me, and he did tell me the meaning of some parts of my vision.
2: You really heard an angel speak? Oh, tell me about it.
3: Well, it was like this.
4: I was praying. O Daniel, I am come to give thee skill and understanding, for thou art greatly beloved. Therefore, understand that from the going forth of the king's commandment to restore and rebuild Jerusalem shall be seven weeks and threescore and two weeks. Then shall Messiah the prince stand up I learned that the Messiah is
3: to stand up or begin his ministry 483 years after the decree to restore and rebuild Jerusalem.
2: 483 years from now? That's quite a long time, isn't it? But it will be important, won't it?
3: The most important event this world will ever see.
2: Did the angel explain everything you saw in the vision? No.
3: No, there are still parts I do not understand. I'm afraid I'll never understand it all. For the angel said, But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the books, even unto the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased.
5: History has recorded how wonderfully all this came true. Gabriel told Daniel that after seven weeks, threescore and two weeks, or 69 weeks of years, the Messiah would come. Exactly 69 weeks of years, or 483 years, after the signing of the third decree in 457 B.C. for the Israelites to restore and rebuild Jerusalem, Jesus, the Messiah, was baptized. Gabriel had also said to Daniel, And the great great prince
4: Michael Michael shall stand stand up, and there shall be a time of trouble such as never was was since there was a nation. And at that time thy people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found written in the book. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to everlasting contempt. But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, Even to the time of the end, many shall run to and fro,
5: and knowledge shall be increased. As the time of the end draws nearer and nearer, the book is being unsealed. People are studying and understanding God's plan, as foretold to Daniel over 2,000 years ago. People are running to and fro. The world gets smaller as the means of transportation improve. Knowledge is increased in all fields, communication, medicine, outer space, and other sciences, modern conveniences, and the secrets Gabriel told Daniel are, now at the time of the end, being understood. For surely our redemption draweth nigh, soon all shall awake from the grave, some to everlasting life. Some to shame and everlasting contempt. I hope that you've indeed
0: enjoyed that story from the Babylon in Living Sound. Remember to send us your views, comments, and suggestions concerning this program. Write to the producer, Adventist Soul Radio, PO Box 4276, Code 00100, Nairobi, Kenya. Our email address is Nairobi at ek.adventist.org. Let us now listen to Silver Code Singers with the song Nimekusudi.
1: To the comfort of
0: Adventists already are the voice of hope. hope that you are enjoying the show from wherever you are. It is now time for the Bible segment. Welcome, Sister Becky. How
6: excellent is the name of the Lord our God, who has made it possible for us to connect together in the study of his word. Indeed, marvelous are his works, and sure and steadfast is his word of truth. I am Becky Arunga. I invite you to a moment of prayer that as we study the word of God, his spirit may be our teacher. Let us pray. Lord God Almighty, how excellent is your name. How wonderful and marvelous are your deeds. Now, Lord... As we want to meditate upon your word, we pray that you may impress upon our minds the truth that sets us free. Be done unto us according to your word, for we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Beloved, God is constantly reminding us of his love through his servants, through the apostles, and through the Bible, that as nature testify of his greatness, In mankind and in humanity, we are able to decipher that surely our God is great. And so this day I want us to meditate upon a portion of scripture that regards our life. That we may be able to know that once we have met God, once we have been with him, it behooves us to lay aside the garment that is stained with sin, to lay aside the works of the flesh and be veiled with the Spirit of God, to guide our actions, not that we are saved by the things that we do, but the faith that we have in the Lord is a faith that works, and that faith enables us to be patterned into the similitude of Jesus Christ. That faith enables us to conform ourselves to that which Jesus would require us to do as recorded in his word. Now, Paul, in writing a letter to the church in Corinth in his second epistle, is reminding them and admonishing them of the excellencies of the kingdom, reminding them of the glory that awaits they that in truth and in faith follow Jesus unto salvation. And in chapter 4 of Second Corinthians verse 1, after talking to them about the glory of the new covenant, he reminds them of this one thing by saying, therefore, reading from verse 1, since we have this ministry as we have received mercy, We do not lose heart. Care to note that Paul is talking about the ministry of Jesus. And on account of that ministry, we have received mercy. Now mercy simply means that whereas you were destined to die, whereas justice demanded that we die, on account of God's love and compassion. He was moved with sympathy. He was empathized with our situation. And instead of letting us to die, by mercy, he sent his son, Jesus, to die on our behalf. So it is this mercy that we have received and makes us not to lose heart. Think about this. If God could not spare his own son, that you may obtain salvation. If God could not spare his own son, that you may not die, but his son dies so that you may live. How much more? But we love each other because we have received mercy from God. And how much more should we continue hoping in God, knowing that nothing in our life is so dark that it cannot come through for us. No chapter of our life is so dark and hidden that the light of the gospel cannot shine and expose it. So Jesus is reminding us through the Apostle Paul that therefore, Since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. So day by day, this walk of faith is a walk of hope. It is a walk of grace. It is a walk of perseverance, patience, waiting upon the Lord, for in him is our salvation. Further to that he adds, but we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commanding ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Beloved, there is a light that pervades or permeates the heart of man, when we speak the truth in righteousness. Having received mercy from God, we do not lose hope. We continue to strive, why? But even as we continue to strive in not losing hope, there is one thing that we do. We have renounced the hidden things of shame. Now the hidden things of shame are strives, evil contentions, anger, jealousies, envy, and such other works of the flesh, drunkenness, fornication, adultery, and those things that the Lord has not delight in. And so we are not to walk in craftiness. Some people are full of deceit, yet they call upon the name of the Lord. But the Bible admonishes us and tells us that once we have received this mercy from God, it is not for us to walk in craftiness nor handle the word of God deceitfully. How often have some people used the word of God in a crafty or deceitful manner to back up their ideas that otherwise have no biblical foundation? And so God requires us to come with a clear, teachable spirit as we face him, that he may be able to relay unto us the information that we need regarding Christian living, regarding living in this life as yet we are, And proceeds to say, but by manifestation of truth. Essentially, this means that where us, we do not handle the word of God deceitfully, what we do is that by manifestation of the truth, we shall not win the hearts of mankind by any other thing, but the truth of God, the truth that is found in his word. With the truth, we are able to command ourselves the conscience of mankind in the sight of God do not know how you have encountered people who are rebellious of the word of God. But one thing that stands out, you can do nothing apart from the truth. You cannot go against the truth for it is always there. There are many things in life that we do not understand. There are details that tell stories. There are several answers beyond our reach, but someone always knows and that person is God. He has made it known in his word. The thing about the truth is that it shall always be there. You only need to know where to find it. And I direct you to the truth that sets you free. The truth that makes you free. The truth that sanctifies you. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. The only truth that is able to command itself to the conscience of man. That is God Himself. He is able to teach us because Father Paul says that, but even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, to mean that they that have not believed in the gospel of Christ unto salvation are not able to understand the things of God. But we pray daily. Beloved, I pray to you that the Lord may give you an opportunity that as you study His truth, your conscience may be sharpened to behold the things of God. How I pray that may the Lord keep you safe and enable you to keep trusting, keep serving, and keep worshiping Him in the beauty of His holiness. Shall we pray? Thank you, everlasting Father. You are our Lord and our shield, our defense and comfort. For this word we give thanks. And I pray in a special way for my dear listener, that may sharpen his mind to be able to understand your truth in his entirety as you sanctify him. And once you've done that, Lord, I pray that you may give him strength to share this message of truth to the people around him. This is our prayer, Lord, believing that you've answered it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for finding time. It has been a blessing being in God's presence. May he keep you safe till we meet again. Be blessed.
0: We have come to the end of our show today. Please send us your views, comments, or questions about this program by writing to the producer, Adventist All Radio, P.O. Box 42276-00100, Nairobi, Kenya, or email us through aw nairobi at ek.adventist.org. I have been a presenter, Samuel Mangin. Until then, stay safe, stay blessed.